Hey guys, welcome back to Two Bookworms. One podcast. The Book Club podcast where best friends talk about books. I'm Cameron. And I'm Lacey. And we are live. Well, we're live, but we're not live to you. (laughs) Live to each other. We're live to each other in person. We're looking at each other. This is the second time. I know. This is, (laughs) wait, what color are your earrings? So, that's part of my suite. We'll get there. Okay. It's called Aurora Borealis. Yes. But, okay, because, like, a minute ago, when you were when you had your head turned, that one looked green. Mm-hmm. But now I'm looking at you, like, straight on, and it's, like, blue. Yep. And I was like, oh, maybe she's wearing two different ones. Mm-hmm. I love those. Did you get those at Sally's? No. Because I've gotten some like that at Sally's. No. Before. They're really pretty. I like them. Um, well, I guess you just want to go ahead and go into your second suite since, you, <laughs> since I ruined it. My bad. No, it's okay. Like, you didn't you really didn't okay. ruin it. But so my suite is, I bought these and maybe like one other pair. Okay. So first off, <laughs> before, before we get there, because our listeners don't know, for those who don't know, I have my ears gauged. Oh. So it's a six gauge for our metric friends. I think it's a four millimeter. Oh, you are getting technical. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's a firm. Yeah. Trick but you can see in the back. <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you can see in the back how big it actually okay. are. Okay. So it's like those are connected to a tube, but yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. Okay. So, but I like, I still like the girly earrings. Yeah, they look just right. like regular little earrings. Right. They're cute. So I found these and a couple other pairs from this lady on Etsy who sells. She's local down in Pinehurst, Texas, I believe. It's Boho Lopes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I love them so. This past week, I ordered, like, a crap ton more pairs. Because this has been, like, a year ago. And I got my taxes and stuff. So, I was like, <laughs> I'm going to spend some money. And I bought a crap you get your ton more pairs. Yeah. No. Yeah, we haven't gotten our yet either. But no, we keep checking. I know I keep checking. Um, I have emails when I get a deposit. Mm. <laughs> but anyhow, so I ordered from her. And I had ordered a pair that was on clearance. And she messaged me when she was packaging my order. And she said, hey, I'm so sorry. I'm out of these. But do you have a, your eye on another pair? And I was like, no. I was like, just throw in whatever you feel like. I said, no, I'll be happy because really I like all your stuff. And so she's like, well, I'll do one better and I'll send some more goodies. I was like, okay. So it gets here. She sent me three extra pairs. Oh, Todd. Three extra pairs. And one of them was one that I had in my cart and I took back out. <gasps> That's awesome. I know. I was. So and now mad. you're giving her a shout out on a podcast. Uh, and- yeah. That's awesome. Yes. Okay. And what was the name of the shop again? It's called Boho Lobes. Okay. She's on Etsy, but she also has her own website. It's boholobes.com that has more stuff than her Etsy shop. Does she have just like regular earrings? Yes. She okay. has regular earrings too. Because mm-hmm. I don't have a gauge. No. She, yeah, she has all various gauges and then she has regular as well. And then she also does custom orders and she can usually alter anything that you like. Oh, tight. Okay. Well, I guess we'll go backwards. So my suite for the week is I got my first dose of the vaccine. So um, I had to take the day off of work Mm -hmm. because I was like totally wiped out. I was exhausted. Steve said I had a fever, like a low-grade fever, but I I was nauseous and dizzy. Yeah. But I've heard the second dose is going to be... Really bad? Yes. Like flu-like. But it's just for a day. So... I've already told my boss, like, what's up? And she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's cool. Just let me know. So, but, yeah, I got my first dose. Um, I'm going to be honest. I was scared to get it. I was yeah. very scared to get it. Um, I didn't think there was, like, a microchip in it or anything. <laughs> I was more worried because I watch a lot of sci-fi. 
Yes. That this was going to be yes. like a zombie apocalypse situation. Yes. And. Or like, you know, like, what is it when your body changes? You're like becoming Spider-Man. Yeah, I'm going to become like a freaking mutant. Which yeah, I don't yeah. get it. Like, powers are cool. Or like five years from now, you're going to see the commercial. If you've been affected by. going to have an extra ass cheek that yeah, grows. Like, <laughs> so, like, so I talked to, uh, it's a guy that we both went to high school with, actually. He's like a biomedical mechanical engineer, engineer yeah. and he works on like medicines and stuff mm-hmm. and so he really like eased my mind because he told me like exactly what it is exactly what it's gonna do i was like so i'm not gonna turn into a zombie and he's like <laughs> no and i was like so i'm not gonna become sterile and he's like no you're gonna be fine and um i will say that i got pfizer this is gonna be like what everyone's saying this summer like oh what did you get what did yeah. you get I got Pfizer. Steve got Pfizer. Um, the Johnson and Johnson one does contain a cold virus in it. So the Pfizer and the Moderna, this is all what my friend told me, is just like mRNA. It's like the instructions to tell your body how to fight off the spikes of COVID. Like that's all, you know, you've seen the picture with the little yeah. spiky things. So the Johnson and Johnson one is just one dose, but it contains the mRNA. And a cold virus. Why? I don't know. Maybe he, it's he to boost to your immune system, maybe? He said it's something that it needs, the cells need to, like, replicate. Okay. So, um, but you know, Johnson & Johnson is only, like, 60% effective, and the other two are, like, 90-something percent. Ooh. Yeah, and they're only doing one dose of Johnson & Johnson, so. Maybe, maybe since they're saying, this is all speculation, obviously, because we're, you know, we're not medical. I mean, <laughs> I've got a pharmacist, well, not a pharmacist degree, but a, a Farm tech. Pharma, yeah, pharmacy technician degree. And maybe the cold thing is because corona is like the pneumonia I'll redo it. So maybe it's they're kind of trying something new to see if they can. I don't know. Maybe put a cold virus in there to boost your lungs or something for that incoming, maybe possibly pneumonia-like symptoms. Okay, here's what he said. Um, it uses an inactivated form of the virus. It was. It's not COVID though. It's something else. Right. Which is kind of similar to a typical flu shot, but the virus is unable to replicate because of how they've inactivated it. Typically, a virus will grab onto your cell and inject its own RNA so that it will replicate. But in this case, they removed that RNA and replaced it with the RNA so that it replicates the COVID spike protein. It's almost like a hybrid of a typical flu vaccine and then the RNA vaccine. So super safe. I would still expect a fever and some tiredness for a day after the shot because your body is like, whoa, foreign stuff in here. But I, I was like, would you get it? And he's like, yes, I would get it. So... If you're on the fence, yeah, you know, just do your research. They're not like injecting you with a microchip. It's a very <laughs> tiny needle. It didn't even hurt. Although, so I Stains went to a drive-thru. In. No, it wasn't bad. Really? I went through a drive-thru and it was like the National Guard. And uh, after he took it out, he dropped the needle in my car and he freaked out. Oh, like, it's okay. Let me just open my door and then you can try to grab it. And if not, I can grab it. Because, like, I obviously don't want him to poke himself. Right. And so it was, like, under my seat. And I was like, did you get it? And he's like, no. And I was like, do you want me to get it? Because, like, it's it's my body, so right. I can poke myself with it. And then he's like, no, no, I got it. I got it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're not, like, 
that's not what they normally no. do. So they had to show them yeah. on the fly how to inject people. Poor kid. I felt so bad for him. But And then after you get it, so you, like, pull in the drive-thru. Yeah, just wait. You're under a tent. You get it. Then you pull up, and they, like, write a time on your windshield, and then you have to sit there. And they're like, if you start having a reaction, honk your horn, and someone will come. And they're, like, walking around, like, are you okay? How are you feeling? Are you okay? And then they, at the time, they, like, start letting you go. So... It was a weird experience. Not, it was, I bet. It was interesting. Because um, this is probably the only time in our lives we'll see, like, a mass vaccination yeah. of people here. Yeah. And it's it's, uh, it's an experience for sure. But, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how to get the know, rest of us. Oh, I don't even want to go there. Anti-vaxxers just popped into my mind, but I don't even want to go there. Cause I mean, because to each their own. I mean, yeah, it's like do whatever you want to do, whatever. Yeah. But um, I get it. I was scared about COVID too. I mean, look at um, gosh, my mother-in-law was telling me about this vaccine they gave people like when she was a kid, and it mm. caused like these horrible birth defects. Oh no! And that just made me even more scared. I'm like, oh shit. yeah. See, that's what I'm scared about. This is what about the long term? Yes, I mean it's gonna be like the Handmaid's Tale where right. no one can have babies anymore. Because <laughs> they can't say, oh well, it's fine long term. They don't know they that because this is not long. Most drugs go through the FDA trials for like ten years yeah. or some shit. Everybody thought vapes were safe until long term yeah. studies came out. Now yeah. that hey, that is <laughs> no. very true. I mean, you just never know about anything. No. Like, but I guess it's your cell phone causes right. radiation right. that we yeah, use cancer. them constantly. Right. Like, but, to catch 22, mm-hmm. I guess. Anyways. Um, so, what them. is your suck for the week? Because we did sweet birth. Yeah, well, so my suck is it's raining again. <laughs> Still no skating. Still no skating. <laughs> At this point, I'm about to take a day off and just go to a skating ring so we can break in our skates. Hey, I'm off Friday. I'm off Thursday. Damn it. <laughs> it's it's planting the garden time, so mm-hmm. we've got to go get our plants and put them in the ground. That'll be fun. Yeah. Especially with all the rain and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so your suck is the weather. Yeah, we can't skate again. Again, we keep wanting to, but yeah. still again, we can't. So my suck is, um, I had a really hard week. It was so busy. Oh, yes. And like, I just had, I had a ton going on at work. I had so many meetings. Oh. I have basically been told some things, that extra things that I've had to take on at work. <laughs> and then this week I had two papers due. I had a test in one of my classes. And then in my fourth class, I had my normal amount of coursework on top of trying to read this book. And then I had, a, like, a bunch of doctor's appointments, and then I had the vaccine. I just had so much going on. So I submitted my paper. I submitted my um, one paper Thursday. I submitted the second one Friday, and then I did my test last night. So the worst is over, but, oof. That was, and one of the papers was, like, the big project of the semester for that class. Oh, wow. But I actually, it's probably the first and only paper I've actually enjoyed writing because um, they made us watch this documentary on Netflix, which everyone should watch, called The Social Dilemma. Ooh. You should watch it. Oh, my gosh. I think I have it in my list, actually. I do. eye-opening. And it's, it's basically how, like, they have these people that worked in, like, Facebook and Google when they started. Mm-hmm. And how they've, you know, 
made their product and kind of used human psychology to make people addicted to it. Right. And Social how they're media. making money off of it. And now that they're, you know, it's looking at fake news and how all of this is spread. I mean, it's fascinating. Um, I will be deleting my Facebook after this class because I have to I have already it for have. school. <laughs> I have to do it for school. And I was like, I wrote in my paper, I was like, after this semester, I will be deleting my Because she was like, you know, how is your usage of social media going to yeah. be affected? And I was like, oh, I'm deleting that shit. Join the club. It's uh, so great. It's and it's so just, great. and I told, and I put that in my paper. Like, even before watching this, seeing, like, all the toxic energy from, yes. like, the election and, like, anti-masking mas- people. They don't want to wear masks. They think COVID's, like, I just, I can't. I no. Too much going on in my life. Yes. And Facebook's not bringing me any joy. No. And I just mindlessly scroll on it. Yep. So, yeah. I'm it's the it. same thing I did. And I would catch myself, like, it would a couple hours have passed, and I'm like, "Are you serious? I've been yeah. on this for hours." Just look at stupid shit. Yeah. yeah, I mean the memes are funny, but you can you see can find memes anywhere. anywhere. Yeah. So I'm deleting it. I feel good about it. Yes. Join the club. <laughs> Join it. I mean, teach their own opinions, but for some reason, it's just social media is really negative. It's toxic. It's there's very toxic. more negativity than there is positivity. Yeah, and they they do talk about that. They're like, you know, it still is like. We made it to be positive and like, hey, you can talk to people around the world. Right. You can keep in touch with your family, you know, but all the toxic. At what cost now, yeah, though? At what cost, exactly. It's rough. I, I, I enjoy Instagram, so yeah. I'm keeping that one. That's, that's what I kept doing. Um, I had already deleted my Twitter because another of my professor, the hot mess professor, kept telling us, he was like, you know. Uh, everything you do online is watched. You know, jobs mm-hmm. are looking at that. And I've been telling Ted Cruz to, like, suck it and shit. So <laughs> I deleted my Twitter. But then um, <laughs> the hot mess professor in the middle, I guess no one watches the lecture videos but me. And so he was like, hey, if you're watching this, tweet me, you know, at so-and-so is the best instructor I've ever had. And I'll give you five extra points. So then I had to make a new Twitter and I told him that. I was like, I made this just for your class because of the Ted Cruz shit. He didn't say mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, I was basically harassing Ted Cruz every day. <laughs> I mean, Ted Cruz is never going to see that, but future jobs will. They'll be like, Ooh. Social media. Yeah, so I deleted my Twitter. And I don't ever use Twitter. I think Twitter's really dumb. It's, unless you're a celebrity, it's like no one cares about your Twitter. I mean... You could put two sentences on a picture on Instagram, though. Exactly. Exactly. So, well, this week we read Rebecca by Daphne du Maurier. And um, so add that into the week that I had, and I had a really hard time reading this book. I did, too. Overall. Not going to lie. I did not enjoy it. <laughs> no. I had to force myself to read yep. it. And I feel really bad saying this because... A lot of our bookstagram family were like, oh my god, this is my favorite book. I love this book. This is my favorite book. I mean, just like every every time I made a post about it, that was what they said. Mm-hmm. No one said anything negative. And I was like, oh. and I hate that pressure when someone tells you it's like their favorite book or they love it. Because then you're like, god, I'm going to shit all over their favorite book. But at the same time... We saw the movie first. We didn't even know it was a book. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a classic book. It's a classic book. Although the language is not bad. No, the language is not bad at all. It's very easy to read. Very easy to read. But 
we'll get into it. Yeah. So we picked it because, you know, last week we were talking about book adaptations. Mm-hmm. And so we were out, we were like, it was Lacey's turn to pick. And I was like, hey, it might be cool if you pick something that's been adapted because it would kind of like fit into our theme or whatever. And we had both already seen the movie. And we were like, hey, well, let's see how the book compares. Because we were both kind of disappointed with the movie. Yeah. Um, we thought it was going to be something. Yeah. You know, out of this world, she was still hmm. a goose or something, but no. Yeah, All right. Well, what was your favorite part of the book? <laughs> I mean, I do, like you said, I do appreciate the fact that it was easy to read, even though it was published in 1938. It was very easy to read. Is it 19? I was wondering. 1938. I knew it was yeah. old. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. The language is not bad. Um did appreciate the vocabulary and the inclusion of plants, although <laughs> the plants and trees did not have to be so descriptive. We'll get into that. Yeah. Um, yeah, you did talk about a lot of plants, huh? My favorite part, Jasper the dog. Oh, yeah. And his mom. Yeah. They weren't in the movie that much. I think I remember yeah. like a glimpse of Just, them. Yeah, they weren't in the movie no. that much. Just the part they with the boathouse. Yeah. Yeah. But I like that they, I like that they were, she cared about them. I did too. Well, what was your least favorite part of the book? <laughs> so, I have like two. <laughs> Go for it. I didn't like the fact, I was okay that it jumped back and forth between time, like before and after the trial. But I didn't like the fact that you had to read like a paragraph before you figure it out oh. if it was before or after the trial. Yeah, that I don't like. That. You need to tell me what's up. Yes, <laughs> that's confusing. So that's the first. The second is I didn't like the rambling, like how her thoughts flowed into like the scene in the present. I guess though it could have been the fact that they were jumping back and forth between the present and past too, but still. That was my least favorite part as well. And also, like, the descriptions, it just goes on, on and on and on. Like, and a I'm, page I'm like, for... I don't need this much yeah. shit. Like, this is too much. Yeah. And I'm, you're losing me. Yeah. Same. But we... I think you and I don't have as an imaginative mind as some of our listeners either. Like, I can't... Well, personally, I can't picture, like, the scene. Like, the way she's describing it, she loses me. I can't picture the scene that far. I can't picture the scene of how many ways the limbs twist. Like, if you tell me they go in an arc, cool, gotcha, let's go. <laughs> I, can, I can imagine it. Um, but I think less is more. But I don't need that much. No. Like, You create your own. Yeah, and um, I'm looking at what I wrote down. Like, the analogies don't really make sense. Maybe it's because this is, like, written a long time ago and they're using an old language. But, like, for okay, go ahead and give them a synopsis while I look this up. Because I did write down an example. Oh, yeah. So, we forgot, like, the biggest part. Okay, so. This lady's maid, or in modern-day terms, personal assistant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, her. So this man meets this woman. Yeah. And Monte Carlo. Yes. And she is, uh, in the movie, it didn't really seem like there was that much of an age gap. But in the book. Yeah. In the book, there's like. He's like 42. 20, yeah. She's like, a, they, keep call, they, they keep calling her a kid. Yeah, it's like 20 something years in the book. And she's like a paid companion of this rich woman. Personal assistant. 
and she meets oh that's who you were talking about okay yeah. i thought you were talking about mrs danvers no she's like so she meets Master. mr de winter mm-hmm. and of course she falls in love with him and he's just like he's nice to her and i think that's why because he's like kind to her and goes out of his way to do nice things for her mm-hmm. um the book also i mean the movie also makes it seem like a few days and they're like in love uh, the book they're there for a while it's like two weeks and then they go on this like seven week honeymoon or yes. something so they get married and there had been like whispers in the hotel they were in that he's here because he lost his wife and he hasn't been the same since and Mm-hmm. Um, so she, he's from this very famed estate in the countryside of England called Manderley. Has lots of money. Lots of money. And they're like, oh, Manderley is like one of the old British households. It's beautiful. Like, you, like you're, you're going to be blown away. So he takes her back there. But the dead wife, she's not haunting it. But like her memory is like. Of course, everything was picked out by her and, mm-hmm. you know, that Mrs. Danvers, who is like the head of the household there, is like, oh, shoot. And everyone that comes to visit them, Rebecca was just such an amazing person. I mean, can you imagine yeah. being someone's new wife and all people want to talk about is his old dead wife? I'd be like, okay, that's great. And you see, like, you, her stuff everywhere. Yes, her stuff everywhere. Um, she has to wear her jacket at one point. She doesn't yep. know who she just grabs a jacket because it's like raining. Um, everyone keeps telling you, "Wow, you're so different from Rebecca." Like, okay, you're what's not that? at all what we expected, right? So, I think that's kind of the theme of the book: is even though Rebecca's dead, she's air quote haunting them. Um, I could see that. Yeah. So that's basically what the book is about. Yep. Okay. So the analogies our least favorite part, all the descriptions. Like, they don't, they straight up don't make sense. So, where's the one I wrote down? Uh, Okay. So, this is on page 35. Today, wrapped in the complacent armor of approaching middle age, the, I also don't know how to say this word, infinitesimal? It's like infinite and then S-I-M-A-L afterward. William. (laughs) William, how do you say that? Infinitesimal. I'm going to go with that. Pricks of day by day brush one but lightly and are soon forgotten. But then how a careless word would linger, becoming a fiery stigma, and how a look, a glance over a shoulder, branded themselves as things eternal. A denial heralded, the thrice crowning of a cock and an insecurity was like the kiss of Judith. What the fuck is she talking about? No clue. What does that mean? No clue. What is going on? I'm lost. What does those sentences mean? <laughs> I don't even know how to say most of those words. <laughs> we don't use these words today. No. But there again, this is going back to that it's a classic book. This is something <sighs> that we probably should have read in high school and did a report over so we maybe could have dissected it. It's like it's like descriptions like that that go on. and That's what Lacey and I are talking about. They just mm-hmm. go on and on. We don't know what they're talking about. We don't know what they mean. No. It's boring. Yes. I had so much going on this week. It normally takes me two to three days to read a book. I'm sitting this there last night week. at like 1 a.m. on page 130. Yes. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to read. Like, <laughs> I was cleaning shit to avoid reading. Do. Same. Reading is Same. usually my number one. and so I put up all my earrings and my jewelry box <laughs> all nice and neat in their little velvety rolls. 
<laughs> because had I, I not I had to read this for this show, I would have just would, not finished it. Neither. I would have put it down. And I'm, the story is very intriguing. Um, here's, the, here's my other issue. On the cover, the classic tale of romantic suspense. There is absolutely no nothing suspense. suspenseful no. or thriller about this Noob. book. This is that same bullshit they tried to sell with the haunting of Blythe Manor. Yes. No. That is not a haunting. If you want to talk no. about love or people haunt, no. no. If I see suspense or thriller, I want, scary. I want some fucking dead people yes. to jump out and scare yes. the shit out of me. I feel like that's false advertising. I want something. I want a twist that you go, oh, Exactly. There were no twists. No. There were... Well, I mean, there again, maybe one. There again, we had seen the movie first. We had seen the movie, so we did know the story. We knew the story, um, and that could also jade us. Yeah, maybe. So I, I did feel disappointed when I watched the movie because, again, I thought it was, it was scary, going to be scary, yeah. and it was not. So then I had heard because I kept saying the oh the book it's, it's a suspense you it's gotta be scary nope gotta give it us is. more hit. While I did not enjoy the book, I will say it is a very well done book to movie. Mm. It is. I can agree with that. There's nothing they leave out. No. They hit on all the important parts. It was. It's casted. Perfect. Mrs. Danvers. It was casted perfectly. She is a good Mrs. That Danvers. Is Mrs. Danvers. She is an evil bitch. And in fact, I didn't even do what we usually do and pick our own cast because I thought it was too yeah, well casted. The cast is very, mm. very good. Um. There were parts of the movie that the book explained better because I, I like I had totally forgotten the movie he confessed to killing Rebecca. I didn't. to her. I didn't. And then so I was like, oh shit, he did. Like I I had forgotten that. Mm-hmm. Um. So I don't know. Maybe I went to the bathroom. Or <laughs> I don't know why I don't remember that from the movie. I really don't. Um. So I guess if if you haven't read the book or seen the movie. You know, everyone talks about she, like, went missing at sea or something. Mm-hmm. And they found a body, and he identified it as her. So she, they have put her to rest. Well, one day a boat, like, gets stranded in the bay, and they go down there. And while they're trying to see if they can help the boat, they find another wrecked boat mm-hmm. down there. And they pull it up, and it, they're like, no, this is Rebecca. This is not only the DeWinter's boat, but that is her. She's been, like, locked in the... The cabin part, is that yeah, what you call it? I think so, yeah. And um, holes have been poked yeah. in the bottom of the bowl, uh, the, the boat. Boat. <laughs> um, and he had actually shot her because, she, okay, I don't know why they got married. I don't either. They met, they also met in Monte Carlo, and she's like beautiful and very charismatic. And it said that he wanted, um, he felt he had a lot of pressure on it because he has this house. And he has to entertain, and he has an image that he has to yeah. live up to, and he felt that she would be a good wife to be in that image. She said, "That's fine, but I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm going to have sex with whoever I want. I'm going I'm to like live my best life." And he agreed to it. Mm-hmm. She's like fucking her cousin. Ugh. Um, at one point says she's pregnant by him. Yeah, she and tries to fuck his sister's his sister's husband, husband and his best friend, also and, his yeah. like. That he calls him agent. agent yeah. I don't know what he is to him. Like I, I don't either. Maybe like he helps. I think he helps him run the estate. Yeah, there you go. 
And, um, yeah, she's just like, whatever, I'm going to do whatever I want. And um, she throws the best parties. People love her. But she's, like, a very evil person to Max. And she tells him, well, I'm pregnant with my cousin's kid, but everyone's just going to assume it's yours, and he's going to be the heir of Manderley. And Max is like, oh, no, 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 no. And he shoots her and locks her in the boat and sinks the boat. Somehow, they when they find the body, they don't see a bullet hole in the skull. No, it went through like the flesh flesh wound. Yeah, so they don't think that she's been murdered. They think she's killed herself. Mm -hmm. Um, But Mrs. Danvers and the cousin are like, "Nope, Max did it." So he goes on trial, and then, okay, here's one difference. Um, In the book, the the doctor is like, "Well, she wasn't pregnant. She had like cancer, ovarian cancer. She had like a tumor, like a Mm -hmm. growth." Was it like ovarian cancer? It didn't really say. It didn't really say. It just said that she couldn't have children and yeah. it was an aggressive cancer that she only had like a couple months to live. And so the judge and the court are like, okay, well, that's pretty clear that she killed herself. So, yeah. but in the movie, the new Mrs. DeWinter goes to the doctor and finds those reports and brings them to the court. Mm-hmm. So that was one difference. Doesn't really matter because you get the same ending. Right. Um, so he's found not guilty. They go back to Manderley, and oh, Mrs. Danvers has set that shit on fire. Mm-hmm. Ablaze. Manderley's gone. The book ends. Yeah. Um, but we just went through the whole thing. So, was it a fast or slow read? Uh, slow. Painfully slow. So slow. So freaking slow. Which event, scene, or character has started I the must most? have started before you did, too, when I texted you, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, just rambles. I started at Sunday. <laughs> it's like that's how bad it was. <laughs> so you knew that I was like it rambles. <laughs> yeah, I knew exactly what you were talking about. Um, so which event scene or character stuck to you the most? I would say probably Mrs. Danvers. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. I agree. So she's like, I think, but okay. See, so she came with Rebecca when Rebecca married Max. Yes, she came with her, and then running the household, and she's like. Kind of like a mother figure to her. And Mrs. Mm-hmm. Danvers, like, in the movie, she's like, Rebecca was my girl. You know, my she's mourning her loss. Um, but she's the one kind of keeping Rebecca's spirit alive at the house. And she's yeah. the one kind of causing all the problems. Mm-hmm. And the part where she makes the news. She's like, hey, you should dress up like that picture for the ball. Um, it'll be great. Not knowing that that's exactly who Rebecca dressed up as, like, the last night she was alive. So when Max sees his new wife... He like, oh my god! She even like gets a brown wig and shit. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Danvers set all that up, of course. Um, also, it never na- it, she does not have. I a am name. so glad that you said that because I had that note down. It only refers to her as, as like Mrs. DeWinter. the second Mrs. DeWinter. Yes, it. She does not have a name, and it, it even it even her. had at one point Maxwell told her that he's like, well, you have a very unusual name. Yes. You know, I like it. But and we don't like, know what her name is. Yeah, and she's like, oh, my father was unusual. And then it just never says her name. <laughs> yeah, oh, sorry, that's my ice. Lacey and I are drinking iced tea. Not that kind of tea. Like, fancy tea. Like, passion tea. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, she doesn't have a name in the movie either, I realized. I was like, huh. Weird. I don't know. Also, we'll get about the different. I have a whole article about differences between the book and the movie. Um, but one thing, I feel like they're not as in love in the book as they are in the movie. In the movie, yes. it's very like 
I think because we could actually see the connection because that mm-hmm. was also my issue. And I wrote it down because even the two weeks, they barely saw each other mm-hmm. for them to fall this mm-hmm. in love. And then like, it just glazes over their seven week honeymoon. Like what yeah, happened we on their see. seven week honeymoon? Um, in the book, he kind of, it kind of seems like he just wants a wife. Yeah. And he just finds this girl and she's like, well, I have to go to New York. And he like, doesn't want her to go, but he's like, all right, well, I guess we can get married. Like they're eating breakfast and he's like peeling an orange and he's like, all right, well, let's just get married. And so she thinks he's like joking, but he's not joking. But then like, after they find the real Rebecca's body, I think maybe he just had to let the ghost of Rebecca go before he could show his, because he, I think he tells her like, you're the only one I've actually ever loved. I didn't even really love Rebecca. She's just crazy. Yeah. Like had her hooks in me kind of situation. And I think that's why he, he loves the second Mrs. DeWinter because she's nothing like Rebecca. Mm-hmm. Cause she's so exactly timid and quiet, but she still loves them. Yes. And yeah. I can tell yes. when stuff's wrong and attentive and yeah. I agree. Um, what did you think of the writing? Any standout sentences or vocabulary? We already talked about the writing, how she rambles. <laughs> ramble, ramble, ramble. <laughs> but um, I did have one word I came across that I liked. I don't know the page number. It was towards the front. But it was despondency. Oh, wow. A state of low spirits caused by loss of hope or courage. Hmm. All right. Yeah. I kind of already talked about the writing. Um, would you want to read another book by this author? No. No, thanks. <laughs> Did reading the book impact your mood? Um, I I would say it would in the fact that I had to struggle yeah. <laughs> to make myself read this. Yeah. It just wasn't my cup of tea. Oh, I just almost pulled off my toenail. Ah! Oh, sorry, guys. I know that's TMI. Um, I've talked about this before. I mean, Kelly and I have to book bandit and I have talked about it before. Um, I have a toenail. The one that I broke is like hanging on my thread. <laughs> But I'm just like, it. I can't pull it off yet. And, um, don't do it. It's giving me the heat. Like, thinking about <laughs> it gives me the heebie jeebies. Like, I wrapped it up in a band aid last night while I was sleeping, so the blanket wouldn't, like, pull it Oh, back. wow. Do toenails grow back? Yeah. They do? Yeah. Have you ever lost I had one? The, yeah, I had this one removed. How when, did you have it removed? When I worked at, um, when I worked at Hobby Lobby when I was a teenager. I was wearing, you know, those Chinese shoes that it was just like the mesh on top. Oh, with the flowers. Yes. Yeah. So I was wearing those. I had like those in every yes, color. I did too. So I was Wait, wearing. Those. Why are they Chinese? Oh, because they're from China. Yeah. They're from okay. China. Gotcha. They were made in China. They're like kind of like they're like a cross between like a flip flop and a slipper. Yeah. Yeah. But mesh on top. Okay. So I was wearing those to work one night. I was standing at this cash register. Well, one of the doors was broken where we had our trash bin, and it was just leaning up against it. Well, I turn to bag an item for a customer and I accidentally kick it and it falls on my toe and it's like a wood door, like heavy wood door. This sucker hurt. <laughs> so like, Did it like split it or something? No. Or? So the next day, like it swelled up really bad oh. and it was like pushing it off. And like, I had like this giant, like blood bubble underneath it and everything, but I had to go to the toe doctor or the uh, podiatrist. Foot doctor. Yeah. Podiatrist, the foot doctor. And they had to deaden it. They had to pull off that toenail so that my toe could be relieved of pressure. And they had to drain some of it, too. Oh. But it eventually grew back. <laughs> it's, it never, it's never grown right since. <laughs> but it's it's grown. <laughs> I think that's what Kelly told me, too. I think she said she lost her pinky toe and it, like, grew back sideways or something. Yeah. And I was like, 
Okay, well, is it that one? Yeah, it's this one. one. This one. Why it's is never it not right? right? I have a, if I don't trim it right, then I'll get an inverted toenail. Uh, and I never had that issue before. Yeah. How long did it take to grow back? I don't remember. It took uh, a few weeks. Oh, God, I'm so scared. It took a few weeks, but it grows back. <laughs> okay. Um, what were we talking about? Uh, we were at the writing. What surprised you most about the book? That it was boring. And that it's not suspenseful or it does nothing to increase my But that's not rate. really a surprise. I was surprised. I really thought that that, I mean, listen, you give this story to Stephen King, it's not scandalous. That's true. Like, but different writers, different styles as well. True. Different worlds. Speaking of Stephen King. Um, did you know that he's like a cokehead? No. He talks about it. He, I think he said his wake up call was when he was like drunk at his mother's funeral and he like couldn't deliver the eulogy and he was like, oh shit. So apparently the reason it is so long is because he was on like coke vendors. It was just like, like, I didn't know this until Steve told me this and he, I was like, that doesn't, I don't think Stephen King. And he's like, so he looked it up and it's true. Stephen King talked about it. Maybe that's why he has so many books, so many ideas. <laughs> that's how he pumped him out. I don't know. <laughs> but he's like, it is really long, right? I was like, yeah, I was going to listen to the audiobook. It was like 44 yeah, hours. It's really long. Yeah, it's really long. But it's also, <sighs> Stephen King is a lot like Daphne du Maurier. He describes, and, describes. Yeah, in the way that he describes, 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 describes. And it's hard for me to read it, but when I, I listened to Pet Cemetery, and it was very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. But it was fucking long. Yes. It's fine. I listen to audiobooks while I work. I'm just like banging away and listening I to. Some, I used to listen to comedy. Chilling. I used to listen to comedy all the time while I worked. <laughs> yeah, I listen to podcasts too. It, it's nice to have something like in the background or whatever. But yeah, I didn't mean to go off on a, you know, cooking. You know how we go. <laughs> um, How did your opinion of the book change when you reached the ending? I'm. It's like it goes I from, mean, okay, if you want to call it sus- romantic suspense or whatever, it's really it nothing wasn't even romantic, romantic in it. It's not a romance. But then it goes into, like, true crime, and you're just like, it's like it couldn't decide what it wanted to be. But again, this is also 1939. Okay, that's the thing is, in 1939, like, yeah, people probably love this book because they don't got anything else to do. Like, so it's long, and it's drawn out, and like, oh. Book is so good. Well, I got yeah, like Netflix see. to watch. Yeah, that's true. I got like other shit to read. I can like I got a ton of shit I can do. I, I want to sit it, here and read this shit. I think it. I mean, I'm I'm glad it was. I'm glad it was just like the movie. I wish I kind of wish I would have been able to read this before I watched the yeah, movie because it's so close that I just knew it was going to happen. So it I is wasn't, so close, and I yeah. truly think it is one of the best book to movies. Yeah, it is in the fact that it's very it's, well it's done. The story. Yes, it's the story. Yes. Yeah. The things that they changed are so minor. You don't even really right. realize it. I um, think if I hadn't seen the movie, then I probably would have been shocked yeah. by the fact that Me too. he did kill her. Me too. Over jealousy, yeah. but not jealousy. Yeah. Just didn't want to be in her clutches anymore. I could understand uh, that. Yeah, she and it's like, sh- <laughs> it makes you sympathize with him. Yeah. You're like, dude, she deserved it. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> so I'm sorry if this is your favorite book. I'm not trying to shit all over your favorite no, book. No, to each their own. To it's, each their own. We're jaded because, like I said, we're jaded because we people like different things. This. Yeah. I would like to know if the people that really love this book liked the movie. Yes. So let us know. Let us know. If you liked it. Was it your cast? Who was your cast if not? Okay, but here's the problem. So 
you know, like cancel culture. Yes. So Army Hammer's being canceled right now. Have you heard about this? No, I don't think I have. Okay. So Army Hammer has always been one of my like man. He's so pretty. He is so attractive. He is nice. He's, he's tall. He's nice in a classic way. Yes, and he's handsome, and he has a. I'm, I have a thing for voices, and he has a very nice voice, yeah. and he can do accents very well. well so I've always accents. loved him, um, but he's he's going through it right now. He has um, so he broke up with his wife that he was with for like ten plus years, and it's like after they broke up, he just kind of went a little downhill. Yes, a little depressed. So yeah. He started just sleeping with a lot of different women. Like, okay, you've been with the same woman 10 years, whatever. Trying to rebound. I got you. get it, yeah. But some of the women have come forward and said, like, one in particular, and you can look up the story. I um, think you did tell me that. That he was into BDSM. Yes. Okay, that's fine if that's what you're into. Yeah, that he went, like, really far. But he went, yeah. So yeah. she you did tell me this. he carved an A yeah, into right her above stomach her. Yeah. with an yes. A. And that, um, so, like... I don't know enough about the beauty. I just know like Fifty Shades of Grey. Right. I would feel like it's all about like, um, like you have a safe word. Yes. So like, you do. Did he? Did you say it? And he just didn't like. Yeah, I need, I need something more. Into I need your more. skin with like, I need, I need more, more well. information. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it said that like he so he had a secret Instagram that wasn't even private. But it was like, it wasn't under his name or anything, right. but someone found it. And he was posting, like, uh, I guess his ex-wife um, told the judge for their custody thing that he was on drugs. So now he has to take a drug test to see his children. Ugh. But he was posting, I can't remember what drug it was. He's like, hey, this they don't test for this. So that's what he's been doing. Um, there was a video of him snorting something. Oh, mm-hmm. no. There was a video of a woman on all fours, like, facing away from the camera. And she's in like a, I don't know what you would call it. It's not like lingerie. It was like it looked like a BDSM outfit kind of thing. And he's like, "This is um, I forgot where they came in." He's like, "This is Mrs. Cayman Island." Like she was a, a beauty, like insinuating she was a beauty queen. Mm-hmm. But the real Miss Cayman Island was like, "Oh, that's that not me. That's not me." Um, so just very odd behavior. But then you hear the stories of the, of these women that are like, "Hey, oh, okay." The the top of the thing is these text messages. I think it's the same chick that he carved A into. Said he told her, I am, um, it feels so good to finally say it. I'm a cannibal. I just, I'm, I like, I, I want to break off your rib and eat it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that could also be from the drug he's taking. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and people are like, so all the memes that have come it's so fucked up. Someone said, um they were like, I don't care what Donald Trump did. I just want to know if Army Hammer ate someone or not. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. So now Steve and I have this joke and we're like, Hey, your ribs are looking real real sexy. Real nice. Yeah. He'll like grab my rib and he's like, Hey <laughs> I'm like, the McRib is bad. It's fucked up. We should not be making fun of that. But it's just so bizarre. <sighs> Drugs. If someone sent me a text that said they wanted to eat my rib, I'd be I like, I don't think I'd be sleeping with them first off. I'd be like, come again? I'm sorry, yeah. what? <laughs> like, oh, you're just so cute. I want to eat your rib. 
Yeah, I'd be like, uh, I don't care who you are. So Army Hammer's being canceled right now. That was the point of that Poor conversation. Um, no, I mean, not really. If he's really doing that kind of shit, like, fuck him. But what if he was, like, really, because we don't know all the facts. What if he was, like, really in love with his wife and it's like, some shit that, like, Rebecca did, Well, you know? she has said that she is, like, blown away. She's like, this is not the person that I knew and I have no idea what's, right. she could be lying. Maybe she did know. I have no idea. But, like, if he's spiraling through depression if he's spiral, spiraling and taking through, drugs. But don't hurt other people. Right. Don't bring other people into exactly. it. Exactly. Um, and. Get some help. Get some help. Kind of like the whole Kanye thing. Mm-hmm. Like. Ugh, it's not funny. But some of the shit you're just like, dude. Like, he needs some. Kanye needs some serious help. Some help. And he won't do it. And, um, but there also could be a more underlying issues that if, yeah, yeah. Hey, if you need to talk to someone, talk to someone. We're not, we're not making fun of mental illness. Nope. Everybody I needs actually, help sometimes. I talked to my, I, so I started talking to a therapist and I talked to her the other day and I was telling her, um, how working from home has like, I was like, I don't even really get anxiety about work no. anymore. Mm-mm. I'm like, it has just kind of changed my whole work mindset. And I'm like. The time that I'm getting back, not having to drive or get ready. Right. The money, yes. not having to drive. And she said, you would not, like, she goes, everyone is telling me that. She's like, everyone is just in such a better, like, headspace about their job. Like, even if they don't particularly care for their job, it's like, being at home just kind of makes you feel like you can tackle it. Mm-hmm. So, I'm really hoping that companies, like, listen and they're like, hey, this is better for our people. Like, give they're us happy. give us the choice. Yeah. Some people do want to go to the office. Maybe I would like to go a couple days a week, but I like, I, I am so much mentally happier working from home than working in the office. It gives me so much anxiety. I don't know why. I know. Same. I think it's like having to drive in the traffic, having to deal with people, having to make yourself presentable. Yeah, sit in traffic and deal with that shit and then get to work in a bad mood and then you wonder why I'm in a bad mood. Where I can just roll out of bed right. and log on and, hey, God. Yeah. yeah, if I'm working, if I feel like I need a fancy coffee, I can get up on my 15-minute break, make one, and come yes. right back. Yes. And they're trying to say we're more productive at work. I'm like, really? Because when I walk to the bathroom, I run into six people I know, and they got to tell me about their weekend. Yeah. And then and then you're breathing down my neck, wondering exactly. why I was gone for 15 minutes trying to pee. I do more work at home because there's no one there but my dog. Lord. I think that's another thing, too, is the dogs. Yeah. Being at home with the dogs makes me a lot happier. Yes. So. Anyways, we digress again, yeah. but you know us. Um, how does the book's title work in relation to the book's contents? I think it works. Yep, it works. Yeah. By the way, these are questions from Oprah's book club and a mix of our own. Um, is this book overrated or underrated? Over. <laughs> Let me see what the score on Goodreads is. It's over. I, I hate... This. <laughs> I hate that I hated it. But yeah, because I feel I really do feel like that if we read it first, our opinions would it be has different. Four point two three on Goodreads. Yeah. I would say that's overrated. Um, in fact, I'm gonna go ahead and update it. Oh, I'm not gonna go that low. I mean, I couldn't finish it. Oh yeah, I couldn't either. <laughs> We're laughing because we just remembered the time change. It sprung forward for us. Yes. yes. <sighs> so my dumbass all day. I thought. You gain an hour of sleep. No, I get lose. it. I get it. It's spring forward. No, you lose. So all day yesterday, I'm like, oh, I'm going to get an extra hour of sleep tonight. No. And then so um, when Steve came in there, he's like, I can't believe you're awake. It's like three o'clock. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's like two. And I looked at my phone and I was like, oh, shit. And I'm like, wait, 
I thought we gained an hour. And he's like, no, dipshit, you lose an hour. And I was like, fuck this shit. <laughs> so then I get in the car to come over here. Because you said like 11.30 to 12. <laughs> I get here at like 12.45. But then I get in the car and I'm like, damn, I'm early. And then I was like, and then I look at my phone and I was like, shit, the time change. So I got to. I hate this time of year where I got to figure out how to change my car because I forget how to do it the two times a year I got to do it. I got to fix my alarm clock because I legit woke up, rolled over and looked at it. I'm like, it is not 830. I don't sleep till 830. It was 830. (laughs) So you had changed it last night? I had changed it. um, I didn't even change it. I thought it would um, automatically update, you know. Because that's one that's set on that. So but it was really 9.30 when you woke up. No, it was, it was it was 8.30. But it was, I thought it was like 7.30. Because my watch hadn't rolled over yet. Oh. So I set it back to 7.30. So what time is your clock set right now? Uh, it's, I don't know. I have no idea because I know I changed it back forward when I woke <laughs> up the second time. <laughs> and funny. so I think it's like an hour behind. I'm not sure. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, how did it impact you? Did you? Do you think you'll remember it? No. Definitely won't reread it. No. Um, any lingering questions or plot holes? I think we've discussed them. Because I really wanted to know what happened in the seven weeks of honeymoon. Because maybe that's the romantic factor I was missing. Yeah, and um, they even... Bu- like, he says we should have never come back here. Yeah. Like, we should have just stayed gone. Yeah. Um, so... I guess they really enjoyed themselves on their honeymoon. Seven week honeymoon. That's pretty tight. That's long. I wish I could take seven week honeymoon. Yeah, me too. I took like ten days and it was not enough. <laughs> never. It's Vacations never enough. Are never long enough. It's never long enough. But well, yeah. that was Rebecca. I'm mm-hmm. sorry if it's your favorite book. Um, I'm sure there's books that I love that you don't. So, to, to each their own. Um, tell me why it's your favorite book, if, if yes. you want. I would like to know. I really want to know what some of you thought of the movie, too. Yeah. Did you like the cast? Did you not? Did you like the setting? Because I feel like there wasn't enough woods now that I've read the book. I agree. It didn't really um, talk about the, like, what do you call that? Fauna? Yeah. It didn't really, like, go. The flora. The flora. The, the fauna. Yeah. Flora. It didn't really <laughs> show that. No. Um, I had to look up the one flower. Yes. The I did too. The red one. Yeah. Yeah. They're pretty. They kind of look like a giant hydrangea tree. Yes. Like a big open bloom yes. in a, like a globe. They're pretty. I like them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we're done with that book, thank God. Our next book, I'm super excited about because um, I got it in my book of the month box and the plot sounds incredible and everyone on Bookstagram is like, oh my god, this book is so good. This book is so good. So... Next, we are reading The Lost Apothecary by Sarah Penner. You want me to read you the synopsis? Yes. So, a female apothecary secretly dispenses poisons to liberate women from the men who have wronged them, setting three lives across centuries on a dangerous collision course. Rule number one, the poison must never be used to harm another woman. Rule number two, the names of the murderer and her victim must be recorded in the apothecary's register. One cold February evening in 1791 at the back of a dark London alley in a hidden apothecary shop, Nella awaits her newest customer. Uh, It goes on, but that's pretty much 
the gist. Yeah. That sounds good, right? That sounds good. I'm like, okay. Okay. <laughs> I need some poison. I see you. <laughs> some poison assassinations. Yeah. So we're going to read that. You have two weeks. Grab your copy. Read along. Everyone else is reading it. So you're, if you already read it, send us your thoughts, your reviews. Questions, um, comments. Let me go through my notes and make sure I didn't miss anything. Um, oh, I wrote down Mr. DeWinter is a dick. Yeah. He was. Um, he didn't care about his dog. And no. Well, I think that's because he just didn't want to face the crime yeah. scene. Also, um, he gave that poetry book to the chick that from his, that his old wife had given him. Yeah. Bro. Ugh, like. It's like giving her a pair of her, like, pants or something. Yeah. You know? Yeah, do it. Oh, I do need to talk about my friend's boyfriend just released a book. And it is called, it's a, it's his debut sci-fi novel. It's Ooh. called Lost Helix. And his name is Scott Kuhn. So I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to read it. I haven't had a chance to yet, but I wanted to shout out his book. If you're into sci-fi. Read it. Read it. Check it out. Let me, um, here, I'll find you the synopsis. Pretty sure I put it on my want to read list. Or maybe I was looking on Amazon. I don't know if I looked on Goodreads yet. Yep, it's on here. Lost Helix, Scott Coon. Oh, dang, it has like 4.72. Okay, Lost Helix is the key. Stuck on an asteroid mining facility, DJ dreams of writing music. His dad is a corporate hacker, and his best friend Paul intends to escape to become a settler in a planet-wide land rush. But neither interests DJ. When his dad goes missing, DJ finds a file containing evidence of a secret war of industrial sabotage, a file encrypted by his dad using DJ's song, Lost Helix. Hmm. It, um, I mean, it's not similar or anything, but it gives me the vibes from the, um, shit, I can't remember the name of the author. It's a, it's called Dark Matter. Fantastic book. Um. I feel like it's super underrated. No, not enough people talk about it. It's such a good book. I think you would really like it. Um, I read it a while ago, but Dark Matter is a very, very good book. Blake Crouch. I've heard you talk about Maybe that Blake too. Crouch. It's very good. If you haven't read it, check it out. Um, it gives me those kind of vibes. So yeah, check out my friends. Be friends. Lost yeah, Helix by Scott Kuhn. Uh, grab your last apothecary or lost apothecary. I keep wanting to say last. Grab that, read it. Next week is our talkie surge, so we'll see you then. Bye. Little, say bye. <sighs>